Hello everyone and welcome into a special Irish NFL show episode. I am delighted to be joined by Mark Hogan and a fellow Corkonian, the head coach of the Irish national team, Kieran O'Sullivan. Kieran, how are you doing, sir? Uh, pretty good besides technical issues, but yeah, um, yeah, pretty good. Looking forward um, to the weekend. Uh, absolutely, and we will definitely delve into the upcoming game at the, the weekend, but maybe for our listeners who are, aren't uh, as familiar with yourself, um, one of the things I, I, I'm, I suppose I'm presuming maybe you're the, the same vintage as myself, you got into this sport when it was on Channel 4 and RTE and, and, and Miles Dungan, is, is that how, how it came about? That's exactly it. It was um, RT had a program. I think it was on a, a Monday or Tuesday night, um, sort of a small highlights package uh, about American football. And for some reason, you know, it just, um, you know, entertained like no other sport. You know, it was so um, different and glamorous and all the rest of it. And, it, you know, it was hooked at an, at an early age. And then I went to live in America and um, I was exposed to a different side of uh, football, which would be the more grassroots level, high school football, um, local college football, as well as the the NFL, you know, and, and NCAA one. So yeah, it was um, the starting point was was Miles Dungan for sure. And how then does that translate into bringing the sport back to Ireland? I mean, it's been growing at a phenomenal rate in recent years, but even. The Irish Wolfhounds have been around since even the 90s. I know then they had a rejuvenation, I guess, in the noughties. And then I guess this current iteration has been around for the last 10 years or so on and off. Oh, a lot less than a lot less than that. So um, there was national teams through every association governing football in Ireland um, going right back, as you say, to the 90s when they would have played in, um, you know, home, home countries. So Wales, Scotland, Ireland, England. Um, there would have been that level of uh, participation um, and then in the early noughties there would have been an all-star team which wouldn't have met the criteria of um, IFAF uh, competitions, European governing body um, so realistically this version has been around since 2015-16 when Team Ireland went and played um, the Dutch um, we would have met all the criteria for an international team properly and um, the Wolfhounds from 2017 um, again with the express um, goal of playing European Championship football you know full internationals in other words yeah and Kieran, I I know I, I read that um you know you you were talking about your your time in the states and when you came back you are one of if if not the man responsible for the Cork Admirals is that is that correct? Yeah, it's hundred percent. So I was involved in like baseball and softball, another sport that I picked up when I was in the states and love. Um, you know when when you play handball here um, in Ireland and you travel over to the states. Handball isn't a sport in some areas, so um, baseball, a lot of similarities, I guess, in, you know, throwing and playing. Um, so I, I, I took up baseball and I, I was playing softball with a guy, John Stokes, here in Cork. And we it was coming up to Thanksgiving and we both were kind of missing the tradition of going to see football games. And we were like, really like to see a game. So 
at the time I looked up the internet, it wasn't what it is now, and found a phone number for an Irish football association, so the Irish American Football Association. I phoned the guy there and he was like, look, what do we have to do to get to a game? To get to see a game, uh, you know, over the Thanksgiving weekend. And his answer to me was literally, and almost hung up the phone, start the team. If you want to see a football game, start the team. So we did. We started the Admirals, um, you know, just to see. And like it took a while before we get to, got to see a game, to be honest. But um, yeah, it was well worth it. And uh, I think it was his attitude at the time was fairly kind of challenging. And um, we weren't going to be put off by his. It, it spurred us on more than anything else. You know, I, I'm not sure that was his intention. But um, yeah, you want to see a football game, start a team. So we did. The the game has been going from strength to strength over here. Has the likes of a Wolfhounds team kind of assisted in growing it? It kind of gives players something to strive for beyond just like, oh, I enjoy seeing it on the on the TV and I want to give it a go. It kind of allows those elite players that are serious about it something to really go for. Yeah, obviously it's great for player retention, but um, it, it drives the sport in other ways as well. So, um, you know, it's a focal point for media attention and you know where um our clubs are based all over the island um you know more bigger media groups like to focus on international events um so we had uh, two johnnies came down to do their tv show with us um, that probably couldn't have happened with a club a club level just what they needed was kind of a higher level than a club could provide um and there's other examples of that and again it's the player pathway as well. So we now have 23, 24 clubs. Um, you know, we have teams playing in three different divisions. And if they were in any other sport, they would have a, a natural progression to a higher level. Through the GA, they'd be going into their county, rugby into the province and country and soccer into the country as well. You know, so we're providing, um, you know, a pinnacle, a pathway for athletes who are really competitive and want to progress. Um, so that's another method of progressing. And then it's also driving the sport in terms of technically um, very few clubs have full coaching staffs that can provide the level of coaching we do. Um, you know, and that's not a criticism. That's just a statement of, of how it is. So it's kind of like it, having a template there um, that people can look to and break down and take take what they can from. Uh, so we, we provide, you know, um, not just motivation, but also a kind of a focal point and a map for clubs and people involved in football here to, to go forward. A lot to take away from an international programme for our sport, to be fair. And I suppose, Kieran, again, for, for those who might not be, you know, as familiar with kind of the domestic game and, and the Wolfhounds, like, as you said, there, there are clubs all over the country and obviously the, the best players then come together to, to play for the Wolfhounds. How much time do you actually, as a, as a head coach, get to spend uh, with the, the players generally kind of in the run up to a game? Not enough. Um, <laughs> not enough at all. So this year, um, in the fall, the association gave us an international break during the season where we had two weeks and a weekend in between. We had a camp, so we went to Gormanstone. Our general manager, Eleanor, drove that. Uh, so we got the guys into a camp Friday night, Saturday, Sunday, um, which was fantastic. They could then go back to their clubs, finish their season. But we have a rule like that we don't... That was the first time we ever had something in season 
for, for clubs of that nature. Um, we wait till after the Shamrock Bowl and then we plan, depending on when the game is, we kind of divide up the number of weeks we can reasonably ask the guys to attend training camps and it's one-day camps um, in that regard. We did one two-day camp this time around um, at the request of the players. They just felt they got so much out of the first session uh, earlier in the year that they wanted to do a second one. So this year we were spoiled, to be honest. We had a lot more access than we had in previous years, but it wouldn't be unusual to get um, you know, four or five one-day sessions and, and that will be it for your, for your season. That's how you plan. So the access is limited and it requires a lot of planning and effort from the coaches then to maximise the potential for the team in, in that minimal space. It's, uh, it sounds like a phenomenal commitment. I know you referenced the GAA there a moment ago, but at least the GAA like, tends to be 15 or whatever. The squad of 30 lives close by to one another. When you're then assessing who makes this team, are you using those camps as a way for players to perform in front of you? Or how do you go about kind of making this roster? Well, like we start before, you know, um, before anything, it starts at club level. So we're looking at what the guys are doing with their club. Um, we have several ways and or avenues for people to become part of our squad or even to be on our radar. Um, one of the big things with American football has always been tape or film. So highlight reels, players can send us those. Um, our coaches are involved in clubs up and down the island. So they get to see a phenomenal number. We have like 12 coaches on, on the coaching squad. So, you know, we're, we're basically blanket covering a lot of the island and a lot of the games anyway. And we get to see what's happening out there. Um, it's a small 20 odd teams, surprisingly a small community. Um, again, if you compare it to the GEA, where I don't know the Cork GEA has two hundred odd teams in Cork alone, um, so you know we're it's a, it's a concentrated pool of people that we're we're looking at, and players playing overseas as well would send us their footage and we track them, especially the guys who travel from Ireland to take up contracts in uh, Germany or Finland. You know we we'd be aware of those and watch their games as well. So that's where it starts basically scouting. Um, we'd have a core group from our previous games that, that would be with us but there's a high turnover um, especially since COVID our last game was in 2019 um, you know since then there's been a turnover of people either leaving the sport aging out um, a lot of different things happening there so it, it was a, a busy recruiting process for us the last thing we did in uh, pre-COVID in 2020 was a combine in the sports campus where we got in a sports science company to do measurables. Um, we bought down members of our own squad in various position groups to be able to set a, a benchmark. And then the, the candidates who came forward had to reach or get close enough to that benchmark and provide film. So we're, we're constantly building. We run clinics. Um, we're going to be rolling out more of them where we run positional cl clinics run by Wolfhound's coaches. And people are invited to those as well as the guys on in this positions already. So I think we're looking at potentially a receiver clinic in Cork um, in November, and we'll invite people to that uh, that we want to see. And it just gets us not only an opportunity to see them, but to show them what we're about, uh, get them interested in what we're doing. It's a two-way street, and also show them the techniques they'd need um, if they want to progress onto a Wolfhounds team. So, you know, it's kind of a broad net that we throw out there. 
and um, we're, we're constantly looking for people. But building a squad is is huge. I'm I'm very happy with the the constant the constant stream of flesh fresh blood that we have coming into it the whole time. It's a good turnover and it's very healthy. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting, obviously, to hearing you talk about the, the clinics and obviously at an NFL level, that's what everyone is now talking about. Von, Von Miller's past rush summit and the tight end university. And I'm just thinking in terms of on the island, right, not 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 just in relation to the Wolfhounds, but it's been a good year. Jeff Reinbold came over and, and did a clinic. Rod Woodson came over and did a, a weekend clinic for kind of juniors and, and seniors, had a great Shamrock great season culminating in a really good Shamrock Bowl and obviously um the the college game and another college game next year you know kind of back to back has that and, and you're talking about the number of people kind of coming through do you are we seeing like an like and not just again people watching the NFL are we seeing an increase in in the number of people playing the game participating in different ways even in coaching and refereeing and stuff um across the island here on yeah the interest in the game is is like expanding constantly um the Shamrock Bowl was fantastic in in Ravenhill like it was a um it, it was the venue where the first game of football was ever played in Ireland so it's it was a nice kind of nod to the past as well, but we're in a very healthy situation. All of those things, like, you know, um, we can be very disconnected from football in Europe. It's it's really strange because of, you know, we're an island and we haven't participated in European football at a great level previously. But we've got an amazing connection to football in America, which is bizarre. Like, you know, we've got more of a connection to the States than we, than we do here. And, you know, we've had NFL teams play here. We have college teams play here when they don't play anywhere else in Europe uh, to, at the same level. Um, it's, it's phenomenal. And it is um, driving our membership as well. I mean, there's a lot of um, benefits to being a member of our association when all these things are rolling up. Um, I don't know how many people can say that they, you know, they, they sat down in a room and were able to have a conversation with a legend like Rod Woodson or, or be coached by somebody of that level um, and other NFL coaches. We run coaching clinics um, tied in with his hope through football and share the knowledge uh, in the UK as well, um, where we get NFL coaches, we get um, you know NCAA coaches, we get high school coaches running virtual clinics. And that, that happened all through COVID and it was absolutely brilliant. Um, so, as I said, it's strange. The connection we have with America is stronger than the connection we have with continental Europe. But it is driving, it's driving things um, phenomenally. And, you know, when I think there's more than one or two games planned for the college series, um, you know, and hopefully that will take up a momentum of its own, just like the NFL games did in, in London. You know, once it starts to build momentum, it'll become an annual event and kind of a tradition in its own right. Um, and I think that's their plan and, you know, we love it. We think it's great just getting all that football attention. Um, and especially now that the GA have kindly made room by moving their our Ireland finals out of that kind of time frame. It's, it's it's perfect. Absolutely perfect. And when we then kind of bring it to this game this week, uh, look, there's been a lot of disruption with COVID. It means that an international game hasn't been played with the Wolfhounds for a while now. How difficult is it to prepare for Spain when... I guess there's a lot of turnover in the sport. You don't have tape. How do you, you know, prepare for this game? 
Well, like we were only talking about it um, the other day with um, Coach Dennehy and, and Coach Keller, the offensive and defensive coordinators. It's our first game of the season. It's the same as like when, when, when you're playing with a club and you're rocking into your first game of the season. You're not quite sure what's there. You have an idea of maybe the history of the club or last year's stuff. But if like Spain have a, Spain have a new coaching staff, they haven't played they haven't played a competitive game in a while. Their under 19s were out recently. Um, it, it's very hard to pin down what they're doing. So you can only do so much in terms of scouting them. But it's about as it always is your own preparation. Um, I just liken it to you know storing ammunition and being prepared for what appears on the day and approaching it like a, a club game. We have some of the best coaches to break down what's happening as it happens without needing to go back to tape. So on the field, we should be able to get a good grip of what's going on and adjust and adapt. And and that's basically our game plan is to, you know, see what's happening and, and adapt to it as we would if we, it was a club game. We, we would be equally in, in the blind or in the dark on the first season or the first week of any season. Same with the, you know, the NFL. There's very limited. You can make conjecture, guesstimate a bit, but you have to have your own game. Um, in order and have enough in the locker to deal with whatever they come out with. Um, not ideal, as you say, but um, I always find that if you've got a lot of information on a team, they're always going to surprise you anyway. Nobody's just going to show up and do the same thing. There's always going to be something new. So, um, you know, we're prepared um, and we're ready to do that. And Kieran, I suppose for, for people who are listening then who might be interested in um kind of watching the game and and getting involved. I, I think there's a, a live stream of the, the game on, on Saturday. Uh, is that correct? Yeah, the game is being live streamed. And I think um, the AFI website will have the, the link to that um, and it'll be up. And then uh, these live streams then usually go into a YouTube feed as well, a YouTube channel that you can watch the games back. And I'm, I know we're all looking forward to not just the game, but also... Um, watching it back, hopefully in, in in really good humor, and watch it back later on that evening. So, yeah, it's a, it's accessible. European games they they do broadcast them, and the standard of broadcast is is really good. Like you know, that's you know proper broadcast quality game. And before we get you out of here, Karan, what kind of I, I kind of want to get a, a gauge of what what success? Uh, what what level of success do you want to get out of this game? I mean, is it a is it a win on the scoreboard? Is it like you want to see certain things? Because obviously, like it's it's a great level to be competing at in in itself. Um, it's amazing for the players that have been selected to the roster, etc., etc., etc. But like when there has been such a layoff with COVID and that, and when you're competing against a Spain team, obviously Spain was integral to NFL Europe once upon a time. So you'd imagine their infrastructure and all is through the roof. Um, and Ireland is obviously trying to get to that level, but um. Yeah, what, what, what's it for you guys? Well, we've always been considered the underdogs anyway. When we played club competition in Europe, um, no matter what we do, we're, we're always considered the underdogs. And it's part of the reason why we embrace the, the Wolfhounds um, name. But for me, it's win. Um, for me, it's win. And, you know, you can, you can turn around afterwards and, and say, right, look, if the result doesn't go your way, if you don't, you know, do X, Y, and Z. You can take wins out of it. It's um, the last thing I want is some sort of moral victory. You know, there will be actual statistics that will be achieved, and you know, you could say it was the milestone. It's our first European game. The guys haven't put you know their heart and soul into this 
for anything less than a win on the scoreboard. Um, that's how you have to approach every game. I'm no different. Um, I want to win it. If we don't win it, we look at what went wrong, we'll review the tape. If we do win it, we're still going to review the tape and look for what went wrong and look for improvements anyway. So that doesn't change much. We're going to win. Well, we want to wish you and the team, obviously, all the best for anyone who has um, been listening and um, are interested in finding out more information. Check out the American uh, Football Ireland website. Um, there is flag football gone on at the moment. So um, it's open to, I think there, there's a men and a women's league. And obviously there is junior football as well. And uh, you can get more information about the Wolfhounds uh, on the website, but also across social media um, and lots of information going on there but Kiran wishing you and the team all the best uh, for Saturday and hopefully maybe we'll have you on a- again in the lead up to the next Wolfhounds game uh, Thanks Colin that'd be great and Mark as well we appreciate you having us on and um, you know thanks for the interest and hopefully um, when we're talking again we'll be talking about building on another win Fantastic, cheers Cheers